You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily podcast on the Arizona Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this episode of Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So big day here in the Valley. The Cardinals have finally made their decision on head coach. They've hired former defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, Steve Wilkes, to take the place of Bruce Arians with the head coaching position here in Phoenix. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Check me out on the Freaks on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, 7 to 9 Mountain Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So Steve Wilkes, who is he? Uh, first of all, uh, for those of you that listened to the last, what, month and a half, I've been diatribing saying don't hire an offensive-minded head coach. Why? Because they don't win Super Bowls. Look at the last 17 years from the Baltimore Ravens in 2000. I believe I counted out five times that a team with a with a with an offensive-minded head coach won a Super Bowl. I'll take the odds with the defensive-minded guys. I wanted James Betcher, the defensive coordinator for the Cardinals currently. Uh, he promised Chuck Pagano as defensive coordinator and Mike McCoy as offensive coordinator. I thought that'd be a great package. Keep it in the family. The, f- the players love him, but apparently... Uh, Steve Keim and ownership front office decided to go a different route. Steve Wilkes has been the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers for one year, which is a little jarring. He was the defensive backs coach from 2012 to 2014. I'll run down some numbers to explain why he was probably a good hire. Now, this is how I'm equating it. So I wanted a defensive-minded guy. Cool, got one. Didn't get the guy I wanted, but it's like, okay, your friend comes up to you. They're like, hey, I have a surprise for you. Like what? What's that? I have a piece of cake for you. Oh, that's that's awesome. Uh, what kind? Uh, it's it's German chocolate cake. I'm like, oh man, I don't really like German chocolate cake, but hey, I got a piece of cake, so I can't be that upset. I'm happy they got a defensive minded guy, not the guy that I wanted. But you know what? At this point, with the background that he has in Carolina, and you know he played in the NFL for many years, so I'll take it at this point. So let's run down some numbers really quickly. Did a little quick research. I'm going to start with the cons first. The cons this past season, the Carolina Panthers were 11 and 5. Good record. The combined record of the teams they beat, 88 and 88. The combined records of the team they lost to, 50 and 30. So it's a little skewed towards them beating the teams they're supposed to beat and, you know, losing to teams that, you know, were better than them. And they averaged uh, 26.2 points given up. In those games that they lost, and they average under, they are right around 20 for the games that they won on the defensive side of the ball. I'm talking just about defense because that's this guy's forte. Some good stats. They were third in the NFL in sacks. And as for a defensive backs coach, I'm sure he, he utilized the DBs a lot in their sack packages or in their blitz packages. The Cardinals were 17th in the NFL with 37 sacks. A, a glaring number that I heard, or I can't believe, I can't remember where I read it, but from the year before to the year that Wilkes became the defensive coordinator for the Panthers, the Panthers blitzed 44% of the time this year. 44%. That's a lot. I mean, that's more than, than BA, no risk, and no biscuit crap. That's a lot. But the Cardinals have the player personnel to where might be able to utilize that here in Phoenix. They were seventh in the NFL in total yards given per game, which is in the NFL, it's called total defense. 
317 yards per game. The Cardinals were 6 to 310. So take it as you wish. Yards really aren't a great moniker because if you give up a lot of points, it doesn't matter how many yards you give up. If you don't give up a lot of points, it doesn't matter how many yards you give up. This is the big one. And this is the one that made me excited about Steve Wilkes coming to the Arizona Cardinals to be their head coach. Penalty yards. Carolina Panthers were ninth in the NFL in defensive penalty yards. That means the ninth fewest with 867 yards penalized. The Cardinals were last. 1,128 yards. What that means to me is discipline or lack thereof here in Phoenix. Maybe that's the reason why James Betcher didn't get the job. Maybe people don't you know, relate to him as much as I had maybe hoped they would. Last in the NFL in penalty yards were the Cardinals. 30th. 32nd. I think they were, so they were 31st. They were tied for last. 1,128 yards. 250, 260 less yards for the Carolina Panthers. I know that's super nerdy stat, but it makes sense. The less mistakes you make, the more games you win. Less mistakes you make, the more games you win. It's not difficult to understand. Panthers gave up 34 touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball last year. Cardinals gave up 41. Just over two per game for that Carolina defense that Steve Wilkes ran. And the offense for the Panthers wasn't great. I mean, yes, you have Cam Newton, who's a perennial pro bowler or should be. It's a freak of nature, physically. Christian McCaffrey coming out of Stanford. Like, they had a pretty good offense. They definitely had a better offense than the Cardinals. So what does that mean moving forward? What does that mean for the coordinators? I'll get to the players in a second. He's already talked about wanting to bring in Mike McCoy. I think Mike McCoy would be a great addition, offensive guy. He won a playoff game with freaking Tim Tebow, won a Super Bowl with Peyton, didn't do so hot as a head coach because guess what? He's an offensive guy. Offensive guys usually, more times than not, do make do not make long-term great head coaches. We'll see what happens with McVay and Doug Peterson just made the Super Bowl. I get it. They had a great defense, too. So if they can bring in Sean, uh, Mike McCoy, I think that'd be good for bringing in a veteran quarterback and then drafting a quarterback in the second or third round this year, not trading up in the first round. It's not time yet. They don't deserve it with this putrid offense that they have. So coordinators, hopefully James Betcher will stay. If I were him, I wouldn't. Obviously, they only see him as a defensive coordinator. And if he wants to go to another franchise, I wouldn't blame him. They bring in Mike McCoy. will be a good setup for the years to come if everything holds pat. The one thing that kind of gets brought to the forefront maybe a little bit more than it would with other teams is what the hell is Larry Fitzgerald going to do? They didn't bring in an offensive guy. Larry's got one year left. He probably has three years left, but he's going to go year by year, see how he feels, see if that drive is still there. But what is he going to do with a defensive-minded head coach that's never coached before, let alone coordinated on the offensive side of the ball? What's he going to do? It's really going to be predicated upon that offensive coordinator and what kind of offense they're going to bring in. Are they going to bring in veteran wide receivers like I've been preaching about since the beginning of last year, 
since since the beginning of offseason last year where unbeknownst to me bewildering me that the front office BA were like no you know what our 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 wide receivers are fine our wide receivers are good we have fits and you know, David Johnson's going to touch the ball 55 times a game and we won't have to worry about anything. Jerron Brown, John Brown, J.J. Nelson, we're good. You're not good. You had a bunch of D-minus receivers plus Larry Fitzgerald. So what is the offensive coordinator going to bring to the table that you can do with this offensive package as currently constructed? You can't do much unless you really want David Johnson to touch the ball 70 times a game and then turn into the next Arian Foster where you get overused for three years and then your career is never the same. And there's no saying that David Johnson will sign a long-term deal. He owns no- he owes nothing to this team. I think he's got one year and then they're going to have to talk about contractual obligations to him. So this is the most important offseason for the Cardinals. Period. In their history... They made the run to the Super Bowl almost a decade ago. Great. But this is going to set up the future. You have places in, pieces in place on the defensive side of the ball that will be around for the better part of a decade if they can work all the money out and say they can. On the offense, you have David Johnson, and he is your sole cog in your offensive scheme. You need to bring in veteran receivers to be able to, to lighten the load for him. It's not fair for a young guy. They're like, oh, you know, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We got it. David Johnson, you're good. You can't, you're not going to get hurt, right? Oh, wait. Didn't even last 60 minutes last year before ripping his wrist apart. An offensive coordinator will need to see the willingness to bring in veteran talent on the offensive side and guys that can actually run routes and catch the ball. That's not, lame, not, lame, not named Larry Fitzgerald, if I can speak. So the Cardinals have the 15th pick. I say you draft Calvin Ridley. Wide receiver out of Alabama. If he's still there. I think the huge mistake that the Cardinals continue to make is thinking that they need to move up to draft a quarterback. If you draft a 20-year-old quarterback and bring him into this system, whatever the offensive coordinator, whoever the offensive coordinator is, They're going to fail initially. This is not a recipe for success whatsoever with a young quarterback. Look at who you have on the offensive side of the ball. Fitz, David Johnson, and that's it. Unless you make a conscious decision to try and throw money at veteran wide receivers. Look at what Philly did. Torrey Smith, Alshon Jeffrey, boom. Both one-year deals. I think Torrey Smith was all... All uh, all incentive-based. Alshon Jeffrey got 10 mil one year. That's what you need to do to get some sort of pulse on the offensive side of the ball because it ain't working what you got now. It's no more throw the ball 50 yards down the field and hope to get a pass interference call if we don't get a completion. Those years are long gone. It's not... That time is completely over. If you have the defensive-minded head coach coming in like the Cardinals do, you need to instill trust in the offensive coordinator because, in essence, he's the only one that knows what the hell he's doing on the, on the offensive side of the ball. And if he can't bring veteran receivers with him, you may need to look for somebody else. 
because that is the easiest way to recruit veteran receivers is to bring a guy in that they trust, that they'll follow to know that they'll get looks on the offensive side. That they'll get targets because that's really all wide receivers want is targets. Show me I'm important. Show me I'm important. Luckily for the Cardinals, they have one that doesn't do that. He's probably the only one that's not a diva in the NFL. He'll block, he'll do whatever the hell you want. For the Cardinals to succeed in the in the immediate future, the defense seems to be in a very good spot, especially if James Betcher stays. Because the Cardinals, the last eight weeks of the season, I've talked about this in nauseam, I apologize, played extremely well on the defensive side of the ball. Patrick Peterson, Teron Matthew, Tyvon Branch, before he got hurt. Chandler Jones is a beast. Hassan Reddick shows promise for the future. And Buda Baker is a pro bowler for special teams, which means that he has the drive to be great at his normal position of safety. The offense is the issue. And you brought in the defensive-minded coach, which I think was the correct move, and I've continuously said that, and I will continue to say that, because as long as your defense is good, you're always in football games. Look at the Eagles. Carson Wentz goes down, their defense is good, they're always in football games. I mean, Minnesota. Your defense is good, you force three and outs, the offense is on the field more, the opposing defense gets tired quicker. That's really all the NFL is. Making players wearing the opposite jerseys more tired than you are so you can expose their weaknesses. And when you have a defensive-minded head coach you focus on the defense, get the opposing offense off the field, your offense goes on the field and scores touchdowns. The problem that the Cardinals have right now is they don't have a damn offense. So you got the important piece, which was hiring a head coach that people respect. It's not the guy that I wanted, but it's a defensive-minded coach. And I've probably said defensive-minded coach. I think I broke the record for podcast, me saying that. I've said it at least 15 times today. If you're keeping track at home. Veteran receivers. Offensive linemen will come and go, but you have the last six or seven weeks of the season last year, even though it was a makeshift offensive line due to injuries to DJ Humphreys, etc. Jared Valdir, they played well. They grew as a team. So I think that they're going to be better than people think they will going into next year. You can always draft an offensive lineman, take a stab in the third or fourth round. In the first round, the Cardinals need to draft a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. And I know it's not the popular choice, but if you look at the mock drafts are a joke. I think Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay are glorified weathermen. Like, I don't understand. I know that ESPN pays for their hair, and I, I don't understand why they're even doing what they're doing on TV. But if you look at the mock draft, and this is people are are, are uh, projecting that there's going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first twelve picks, at least four. So with the way this draft looks to be shaping up, at fifteen the Cardinals could get, in essence, a top five pick talent wise in any other draft. But because there's so many, uh, there's so many quarterbacks coming out this year that all of the players that are ranked higher just across the board will drop because people are so quarterback hungry. 
And this is where the front office needs to be smart. You need to take a breath, not look at what happens on paper, but prognosticate what's going to happen on the field. Because as you get closer to the draft, these people's names are going—they're going to look like superheroes coming out of the draft. Ooh, ooh, we can trade up and get and get a, a Josh Rosen. Oh, we can trade up and get Sam Sam Darnold. Man, he led the end—he led college football in turnovers. But screw it, he looks like a superhero on paper because we don't have a quarterback. Stop it. Relax. Bring in a veteran quarterback to bridge the gap. Draft a quarterback. In the third round, and go from there. This is not an environment for a young quarterback to thrive in. The Cardinals, in my opinion, made the choice to draft or to sign a defensive coordinator as head coach who probably knows diddly squat about how to mold a young mind at quarterback. Chances are they'll bring in an offensive an offensive coordinator that has either been a head coach before, Mike McCoy, even though he failed miserably, or someone that has been close to an average or above average quarterback in the NFL, a veteran. You don't win Super Bowls with young quarterbacks. You don't win Super Bowls with semi-young quarterbacks. You win Super Bowls with veteran quarterbacks with a good offensive line and a good defense. That's how you win. Until people understand that in the Valley of the Sun, I hate calling it that, the Cardinals will never thrive. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals. Check out the podcast. Uh, Spotify, we're on now. Um, go to the podcast portion of iTunes, search for Locked On Cardinals, leave me a review, subscribe, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Check me out on The Freaks on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, 7 to 9, Mountain Time, 6 to 8 uh, on the West Coast, 9 to 11 on the East Coast. Thanks for listening. Check you guys tomorrow.